Life is better when you're laughing. This is Sincerely Yours, and I'm your host, Cece Denno. Hello, pen pals. Welcome back for an episode of Sincerely Yours, a podcast making sense of making it through life, a podcast that promotes progress and change through experience. We have quotables at the beginning of the episodes, and for this one, it is, life is better when you're laughing, and that is from my Pinterest page. I am always looking for quotables from you, and if you would like to send those in, you can find me by email. It's sincerelyyours at writeme.com. You can also find me on all over social media, so that's Facebook, uh, on Instagram at CC knows it all and on Twitter at sincerely CCD. So go ahead and send those in. I have zero in the pile and hopefully I'll have one from someone that is listening for the next episode. So I want to thank you, of course, for taking the time to listen. There was actually a big initiative in the month of March 2017 to promote podcast and this was throughout the podcasting community. It was with the hashtag tripod, and I know I'm a little late to the game, but I still wanted to throw it out there if anyone wants to share podcasts in the last few days. So it doesn't necessarily have to be sincerely yours, but if you know that someone doesn't listen to podcasts, introduce them to the world of podcasts. If they have a certain specific thing that they're into, I I'm very certain that there is a podcast out there and that they might enjoy listening to it. So this was a ton of fun because I was at dinner uh, a couple nights ago and I shared with two people how to download podcasts and uh, surprise, surprise, it was not Sincerely Yours, but I did share them about Sincerely Yours, but one of the girls um, studied abroad in France just like I did and I shared one of the podcasts that I listened to with her and then um, another one of the girls who was interested into a, a little bit of the political podcast that I listened to, so I shared one of those with her and hopefully they'll start listening and jumping on the podcast bandwagon. Speaking of other podcasts, I am super excited to share a guest uh, for today's episode. His name is Zephan. I met him at a podcasting conference that I attended two years ago and he is sort of my podcasting confidant. He also hosts a podcast called The Year of Purpose and uh, which I have listened to many of the episodes and he is an entrepreneur. He owns his own video production company, uh, just a variety of different things and I am so glad to share his story with you. So we have Zephan here for the Sincerely Yours podcast, a friend I met through podcasting, which is always so much fun, and he has his own video production company and lives outside Baltimore, so thanks for coming, Zephan. Yeah, thanks for having me here. It's it's really kind of funny because I remember when we met, it was just pure randomness at Podcast Movement. 
and you're like, well, I work full time. Like I don't have a podcast yet. I'm thinking about it. And, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to do, but like, I just want to talk about like helping other people and like helping with their problems and things. And now you've actually got it. So uh, kudos to you for making it happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, um, uh, it is a bit surprising that I'm still doing the podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for having me here. Of course, of course. Um, I've wanted to have you on for a, a while um, because you are a fellow podcaster, but you are also someone who loves to help people. Totally. Um, I, if you want to go ahead and explain what your podcast is all about. Yeah, yeah. So I started in January of 2015 uh, after taking some time off from my business, from my video production company. I taught myself travel hacking and couch surfing and basically took two months to go wherever I wanted. And when I got home, one of the first things that came up for me was an article on my Facebook feed. And it just said 2015 would be a year of purpose for many people. And I just felt like that was really kind of where I was. I was trying to search for uh, what I wanted to do and, and who I wanted to be. And there was all this pressure to be successful and, you know, just figure out your purpose in life and just do that. Um, and so I kind of just ran with it. I thought, you know, if I could find a bunch of people that really know what it is that they do and, and what makes them happy uh, and just kind of learn from them and take that content and share it with the world. Cause you know, it's, there's no sense in just keeping that for myself. So the year of purpose podcast was born in January of 2015 and uh, it ran for an amazing 150 episodes Ooh. where everyone from Guinness world record holders to, you know, the last guy to get off the plane that, uh, captain Sully crash landed in the Hudson river. Um, so there was just so many amazing people. And, uh, since, uh, those 150 episodes, you know, a lot has changed, published a book and did some awesome stuff along the way. And, uh, we're actually just now releasing some episodes that are kind of like our lost tapes. So, uh, even though the podcast itself ended there's a ton of interviews that are gonna, still going to be coming out each and every week with it so um some good stuff is still on the way what do you think is the your number one takeaway from doing the podcast um i think my number one takeaway is probably you know when we look at celebrities and think you know they're just kind of like this godly figure like you know they're not really a human being just like us you know right. they don't eat the same way we do they don't act the same way we do and i think when you can break down that barrier and really start to dig into hearing their story. Uh, you realize that nobody's really different than anyone else. You know, we all have those family issues. We all have those personal things that plague us. We all have this and that. It's just nobody's that perfect person that they put out there on their Facebook feed that they want everyone to see. Um, and everyone's going through their own struggle. And so to learn from, everyone as to you know what they went through how they did it and how they achieved greater things even after that uh, is just a fantastic thing yeah I think uh, one of my favorite episodes of yours was the was the girl who did the crew mm-hmm. Sonia uh, Sonia Baumstein yes yeah I she was like so great I loved her energy yeah she was the first woman to stand up paddleboard across the Bering Strait which is like so crazy. I, I could never do that. 
Yeah, and one thing to mention too, just along the lines of the whole like meeting celebrities and things, like I just saw a video of her on, you know, some big like Facebook news and media feed and, you know, looked up her website and contact info and just cold emailed her. So, wow. you know, for anyone who, you know, hears as like, oh, well, like, how would you even get in touch with somebody like that? Like, just remember that they're a real person with an email address and a phone number, just like everybody else. And yeah. there's always a way to find them and get in touch with them. Wow, I didn't know that it was like a complete cold call. Yeah, I mean, it, wow. it was just seeing a video and saying, you know what, that person should probably be here and, uh, you know, reaching out to contact them. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Is that is that usually how you found guests on your podcast? Um, so I mixed it up a bit. You know, when I first got started, I went through a service that was booking podcast episodes for me, uh, partially because, you know, as an entrepreneur, like you should be hiring the people who are better at things than you to do those things mm-hmm. um, and also not, you know, wasting as much time. But um, also because I knew that they were very well connected with a certain group of people. So uh, for a good amount of time, I'd say probably like the first 50 episodes, um, I was paying somebody to book four people a month. Uh, And then I also I worked with you at one point in time. You were a huge help with helping me get in touch with some people. And (laughs) I had uh, an intern that worked with me who was also really good at Um, just finding me people that like I hadn't even heard of like that was a really big thing was like when I was with that network that was providing me interviews and booking them for me like they were booking people that were on so many other shows so like I would do an interview with them and then they come out on like six other people's shows a week later and like I think to me it was more important to find those people that are you know, still kind of hidden and that you wouldn't normally find. And so um, I'd have to say that my intern was fantastic at just like, I don't know, he had like heard of this guy who did this thing. And then he like searched for them all over the place and finally found them and got in touch with them. So it was really cool to have that. And then, you know, another part of it, too, was um, just, you know, once you meet people, they always say like, oh, like, do you want more people for your show? Like, I know this such and such person who did this thing, like they would be perfect for this. So part of it too, is just referrals from people that have been on the show. Wow. That's really amazing. So they brought other people to you. Yeah. And, and I mean, you'd be so surprised as to who would show up. I mean, sometimes it would be as simple as like, hey, my husband does this really cool thing and you should interview him about it. And he's got a different last name for me. So like people aren't even going to notice that he's related, <laughs> uh, you know, and then it's like, sweet, like I've got an interview scheduled for the following week with them. So it was very easy sometimes. Um, and other times, you know, I'd have people who. Uh, would refer someone and you know they might like ghost me for a couple months and then all of a sudden come back and be like hey I still really want to do this it's like okay cool let's do it (laughs) oh wow yeah um I love to hear that I love the work that went into it yeah it was it was a long road and a long process and I still I feel like it's not done but at the same time you know it was well worth it I mean I'm at a point now where it's funny. I'll actually run into some of the people that I interviewed in real life. Really? I'm like, whoa, you're actually a real person now. (laughs) Yeah, there was was this guy I interviewed a long time back. His name was Rock Thomas. Uh, Feel free to go back and search for it. But uh, Rock was working with, I think, a company called Go Abundance. And 
I went to see Gary Vaynerchuk speak. He you came did. into town at University of Maryland. And I'm walking around just the vendor booths and the different sponsors outside of the event. And all of a sudden, I see this guy. And I'm like, man, like, he looks like someone I interviewed on my podcast. And it's funny. I... I don't don't tell Rock. Hopefully he doesn't hear this, but like yeah. I think he kind of looks like Mr. Clean. Like he's got a really shiny oh, bald head, really? and like, <laughs> it's pretty easy to recognize him. So like I'm trying to figure this out. Like I know I spoke to him. I can't figure out where, and then it clicks that it was on the podcast. And I'm like searching through Facebook, trying to figure out like who is this guy. I'm like, yep, this is someone that I interviewed. You know, like a year, year and a half ago, and he just happens to be working at this conference. I've never met him in real life until now, and I walked right up to him, and I was like. Hey, Rock, you know, my name's Zeph, and I, I interviewed you like a year ago on my podcast. It's called the Year of Purpose podcast. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he totally remembered. So wow, it's kind of funny when you run into them in real life. Wow, that is so crazy. Yeah. Um, I love to hear that. So um, so you definitely um, are in a world outside of the typical nine to five. If someone wanted to make that leap, like what sort of advice would you give them? So I kind of joke and just say that you should reverse it like five to nine. Like I work from 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. at night. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't get up that early most of the time anymore. Um, But, you know, it's essentially like I, I was working a lot more. So I think the big thing to realize up front is that, you know, if you are going to get out of your nine to five, uh, you got to keep in mind that it's going to take more work than just, you know, that set amount of hours, that eight hours in the day. Um, and you have to realize that your schedule is going to change. You got to be a little bit more flexible. So it might mean, you know, if you work from nine to five and you get home at five thirty, six o'clock, like, you know, maybe you make dinner and then you spend the next two hours researching or studying about something. Or, you know, instead of going out on that Friday night, like you're staying in to work on stuff and you do whatever it takes to make it happen. And and if you want it bad enough, then, you know, you'll certainly make it happen. I'm not saying you need to sacrifice a social life. I still have plenty of friends both on the Internet and in person. Um, But it's just realizing that, you know, uh, yeah, you're going to be tired. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of extra work. But, um, you know, that time outside of the nine to five is really kind of like your golden hours to make stuff happen. I completely agree. Um, and I, like, that's something that I do for my, like I do myself. So it's like, I go to work during the day and then I'm like, just constantly thinking about like the podcast, my podcast and like what needs to be done when I need to record or edit or do anything like that. Um, now yeah. if someone is afraid to start, what would you say to that? So you know, it's it's really funny you bring this up because I remember meeting you when <laughs> you were not sure where to start. And I think part of being afraid is just being uneducated. And, you know, we, of course, like always want to know everything about something before we dive into it. Um, and then part of it is kind of having this awareness and knowing that, you know, as you jump into something, you're going to learn as you go. You know, not everything can be learned from watching a YouTube video. You know, I I can't learn how to uh, replace the oil in my car uh, without actually opening up the hood and doing it. I can watch a video and have a good idea, but like until I do it myself, I'm not going to know what it's like. Right. And And I feel like when we get older, it's like we're so used to knowing how to do the things we know how to do that we like forget how to try something new. 
Yeah, and you you kind of have to like admit to yourself that it's okay that you don't know how something works one hundred percent, and you know just just admit that you don't know everything. And once you kind of move past that, um, I don't know. I, I think a lot of things open up for you, and uh, you have to figure out where that fear is coming from too, right? Like some people, the fear is like a fear of failure. Others, it's like a fear of not knowing. Um, and so really kind of hone in on where that fear is coming from. Like if it's a fear of failure, well, that's when we have to kind of start to increase our awareness and realize like what would success look like? Where do we actually define success? Like success to me isn't success to somebody else. Um, and so figuring out like what would it look like to be success? Like, you know, some people start a podcast and to them, the definition of success is they monetize it and it makes some money. And other people, they start a podcast and their definition of success is that, you know, one person downloads it. And it doesn't matter if it's their mom, their grandmother, some guy in China. Like, you know, <laughs> so your definition of success is is going to be all over the place. So, you know, if your fear is about whether or not you're going to be successful, I think you need to start to to kind of hone in on that. Um, if your fear is in not knowing, then I think you really need to sit down and list out, you know, what are the things that I need to learn to make this happen? And, and understand that you're not going to master all of those before you get started. But, you know, just get the core principles or the core foundation down. You know, if I'm trying to start a podcast, like really all I need to know is how do I make a really interesting topic that people are going to care about? And how do I record the audio and get it up on iTunes? And those are things that you get started with. And once you actually start and record and launch, then you can start to learn about, okay, well, you know, I really like the sound of the microphone I have, but, you know, I think, you know, I've got some cash. Maybe you had a birthday present or whatever, and you can upgrade to a nicer microphone. I When I first got started, like, I was just using, I think, like, the built-in microphone of my webcam. And then I bought really? one mic, and it was good for a little bit. And then I realized that, like, for some weird reason, because it was a cheap mic, it started to crap out after like 25 minutes, it would just like <laughs> cut out. So then I was like, okay, like time to switch things up. Let's upgrade a little bit more. And, you know, you don't have to start out with that. If you looked at my setup now, like I've got a really nice microphone, but it runs through a soundboard. So I can like cut out certain frequencies before it goes into my computer and, and do some, some nice stuff with it. So, you know, I didn't start out with that. Um, and I think that you really just had to figure out what's that core foundation that you can get started with and then understand that, you know, as you go along, you're probably going to learn from other people who are doing it too, that you meet along the way. Um, there's, there's really no way to know a hundred percent of everything going into it. Like, you know, before you went and took your driver's test for your driver's license, like you wouldn't be able to know what that test felt like until after you took it you just you can't know what those emotions are going to be like when you've got someone in the car watching your every move um and so i think that you've got to keep in mind that like you kind of have to get into it get your hands dirty before you're going to learn how certain things feel or how certain things respond to what you're doing right i i completely agree and it's almost as if it's like you should start out that way because what if you end up trying it out and it, it's not really your thing or you you needed it's an avenue to get somewhere else that might be more interesting for you. So it's like if you can start with the basics and you don't have to put that much money into starting it, you can be flexible and adaptive and move on to other things. 
Yeah, I mean, people go to the bank every single day and take out loans for thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to start ventures and ideas and things that, you know, seem to be this brilliant thing to them at the time. And then, you know, weeks, months, maybe a year or so goes by and you're like, wow, that was like a really stupid thing that I did. And And expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that you kind of have to like try before you buy. And I always tell people the story about how um, I was actually dead set originally on going to culinary school. Really? Okay, I I don't know this. Yes, tell me. I'm interested. Yeah, so like I thought that I was going to go to culinary school. I, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And we actually went, I remember being there with my mom to tour the school. And, you know, they butter you up first. They cook a bunch of really good food (laughs) before you even go on your tour. So they like invite you to a lunch. And we start to go on our tour and, you know, they took us to a class where we could see uh, one of the classes going on. And, you know, I, I kind of realized that they've all got the the funny white hats and, and the white lab coats on. And, you know, I've never been one for uniforms. Like you're talking to a guy who like wore swishy Nike pants until he was 17. Like I didn't wear <laughs> jeans until I was like 17. So, you know, I, I've never been one for like dress code or requirements. And I remember asking the person, I was like, you know, is that a required thing? Like, do they have to wear that for all of their classes? And he goes, yeah. And I just like turned to my mom and I was like, we can leave now. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, had I not even like dipped my toes in the water and learned the slightest thing about it, uh, you know, I would have just been like, I'm going to culinary school. And then I would have gotten there and I would have hated it. So I think you really have to keep in mind that like there's no way to know until you're in the middle of it whether or not it's something that you're really going to enjoy and be passionate about. Oh wow, I completely agree and I and I love to hear that. Um so I want to thank you again for being on the podcast. Um as you shared my pre-podcast days, I really wanted to do this and I have really enjoyed doing this and I look forward to the last few episodes of your podcast. Yeah, totally. Thanks for, you know, tuning in and, of course, being a supporter of my show. And, um, you know, it's just been awesome to have a friendship with someone who I randomly met at a conference. Oh, thanks, Stefan. (laughs) Oh, thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me. How about that? It was super fun to have Stefan on the podcast. Um, hopefully I'll do a follow-up just to see where he is down the road. I met up with him this weekend. He came to visit with his girlfriend, Molly, and it was just to see all the progress he's made since we first met. And I know that he'll go on to accomplish really great things. And I'll link to his podcast and information on where to find him in the show notes. And don't forget to share some podcasts with tripod hashtag tripod and send in those quotables uh email is sincerely yours at rhyme.com and i look forward to next time
I I hope so. Like it's it's like so crazy. It's like the world of podcasting has like exploded so much. Mm-hmm. So it's like really interesting that these companies are coming out and they're putting like real money behind podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy because it's like from 2015, like the world has a world of podcasting has expanded so much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it's know. uh, it's cool. Well, it's gonna go. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna go very. Um, sorry, I messed up my words there. <laughs> I think that it's gonna go in a lot of directions from here on out. Uh, mostly because there's just so many more things we can do with it, and no yeah. one's quite figured out how to do it right. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we're going to get into software and things that are more interactive where we can like almost like edit it on our podcast hosting site and say like, you know, put our intro in here, add this ad in here, like remove it. You know, I think we're going to be able to edit things a lot easier. Yeah, I uh, think I think there is a company that already does that. 